Have you checked out the great pop culture debate? If not, you're missing out on episodes covering Best Disney Villain, Best TV Mom, Best Song of 1999, and much more. If you love intelligent, witty arguments on even the most lowbrow of topics, and if you want a podcast where you get a say, check us out on your podcast platform of choice, or head to greatpopculturedebate.com for episodes, polls, and more. Listen to seasons one through four now, season five coming soon. And remember, everyone is entitled to their wrong opinion. Hi, it's Aureline from Spooky and Strange, and I'm here to remind you that this podcast contains mature language, so please be mindful of who around you can hear it. Also, we assume that you have watched the show that we will be discussing, because there are spoilers ahead. But really, it's been out for a while, so get caught up already. (laughs) Enjoy! The people will have like five dogs, and they're all different breeds and different sizes. Oh, wow. And they just run up to that fence, going nuts. And try to antagonize Charlie and our neighbor's dog next door. Oh. And I'm like, don't fall for it, girl. They're just trying to do it. They're just trying to get at you. Don't fall for it. Don't let them. Don't let the haters win. Yeah. You know. So, anyway, <laughs> let's get on with this show. All right. Welcome once again to the Rewatch Recap. I'm your host, Dustin, and joining me once again for The Magician Season 1 is Orlean from Spooky and Strange. Hello, Orlean. Hello, Dustin. Yay. Having good days. Having good days here. We're going to have some good days anyway. Anyway, um, <laughs> we are nearly halfway through the season and are relearning so much on our journey through Bake Bills again. So just a reminder, if you want more of our candid discussions about the show or life in general, be sure to join the Rewatch Recap Patreon for $3 a month, and you can follow the link in the show notes, and you're all set. So now, Orlean is going to be leading the recap for Episode 6, titled Impractical Applications. Mm. So I'll let you take it away, eh? Thank you. What do you think that title means, by the way? Impractical, Impractical applications. I don't know. There's a lot of alliteration in there. I was trying to think, like, what does that mean? Impractical. It almost sounds like um, uh, lowered expectations. Oh, my God. You know, that from... old Mad TV skit. So I am like, that. impractical applications. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Episode six. As always, we start with a previously the beast, etc. Um, <laughs> Quentin is a bad friend. Julia is cut off from the head witches and she's looking for magic. Penny learns more about his travel traveler abilities. And Fillory is real. <gasps> what? And that's where we start the episode with Quentin freaking out very fairly for once. Yes. I mean, I was like... I would be like, oh, my God, if I ever realized a fictional place that I grew up with, you know, learning and loving was real, I would freak the hell out. Yeah, especially because this is basically an alternate universe. This is like Narnia is a real place where people are walking around. Mm -hmm. And Quentin is he starts throwing questions at Penny, who is like he's still pretty much on the like whole beast thing. Yeah. That, like, but he, I love that he asked about, were they talking animals? I, <laughs> <laughs> I would want to know too, and, actually. And Penny is like, I don't know. There was a dungeon. I was in a dungeon. <laughs> and Quentin is like, oh, you must have been in this specific castle because of the blah, 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 blah. And Penny is like, I don't care. <laughs> and then Penny and Katie are going to leave because they're like, I'm done with this nerd shit. And then Alice. But I got to hand it to Alice here. Yeah. So yeah. Alice is like, hey, you all should let, listen to Quentin. He knows the most about Fillory. You should educate yourselves in case you end up being like force jumped back, th- back there. I mean, 100%. Yeah. And Penny right there. is like, okay, fine. How do I avoid getting eaten by the beast? And Quentin is like, well, the beast isn't in the books, which I don't think we knew before. 
No, we didn't. We didn't. It wasn't said, but it wasn't really. It, I don't think it was alluded to that he was in the books either. We just know that he probably came from Fillory. We didn't know anything because he would have mentioned the beast or something before then, I would sure. Yeah, know? I just think it's interesting that he says that. And then he says, instead, the Chatwins mostly get chased around by a time witch, the Watcher uh-huh. Woman. Who is that? A time Watcher witch. witch. It's not like the Watcher in the Woods or something. It does. Um, and Penny is still like, I don't care. I'm out. And he's like, I hope you get to go to Fillory, but I don't give a fuck. And he leaves. <laughs> I mean, I understand. But at the same time, anybody you found out, he knows what Fillory is. He knows what it is. He just like, if I found out even something I didn't get into, let's say I wasn't into Middle Earth, but somebody found a freaking passageway to like Hobbit land. And I'm over here going, okay, let's go. <laughs> Oh, you know what I mean? Like, see, I would be, like, like, into it. I never finished the Narnia books, and, like, I probably mm-hmm. wouldn't go and super don't care. So I'd probably be like, yeah, I don't care about your Narnia nerd shit. I mean, to see talking animals. I mean, come on. I mean, I guess that's cool, but, like, I don't know. I never got like, into it. I mean, I got into it because I was a kid when I was introduced. So it was kind of like... I mean, so I did too, kept... but like I dropped it as a kid. I was like, this is not my uh, jam. It just didn't yeah. grab me. Um, yeah. I agree. It's not for I everybody. I couldn't read it as a kid. I can read it now, but I could see the movies and stuff as a kid. Oh, I Does tried reading it a few years ago and I was like, oh, no, this is it, this needed to grab you as a child. It's just not for me. <laughs> so Quentin is all sad and he says to Alice that he's been in denial about what Fillory really is a place with eye-eating beasts <laughs> I mean that's that's basically what he says uh, no it's funny he was a place with eye-eating beasts <laughs> but he didn't eat the eyes <laughs> like we don't know what he does with anything we don't know he's a he we don't we don't know anything we assume he's a he, but yeah. But that we haven't seen any identifying features. Other than the outfit and the hands. And like and anyone can wear masculine. a suit. Yeah, it's true. And have a face full of moths. Um, And Alice <laughs> is for once actually like nice. I don't know what's going on in this whole episode, but she's actually like sympathetic to Quentin and she's like, oh, I'm sorry. This sucks for you. And I was like, huh. I know. You're like, hey, Alice is. Turn it around a little bit. Yeah, she's she's Good being nicer. Um, but then we jump to someone who is not sympathetic. And it's a bartender uh, that Julia is trying to apologize to slash harass. <laughs> oh, my God. She's acting like a freaking tweaking druggie. Um, trying to get her fixed. She's you know trying to I mean? get spells. And he says he's going to call the cops. And then she's like, no, please don't. And then he reached up the phone and she's like freaks out and like bangs on the bar and like I think she throws something I think she grope she grabbed the phone he grabs like the receiver but she grabs like the full like the actual phone <laughs> and then she walks away and she's like I'm not done with you consider it a warning that's how you get the cops called on you a hundred percent and 100 percent that is something like you would say to somebody who was used to be hooking you up with drugs and now is cutting you off you know what I mean? Like, I mean, it feels very drug-like. I mean, not to spoil this entire episode, but... <laughs> the whole episode's very drug-like. <laughs> if you're familiar with the idea that I learned through Buffy of magic as a metaphor for addiction, mm-hmm. well, we're leaning way in. Um, but anyway, as Julia storms out, we see a woman watching her leave, and we're like, hmm hmm who are you, curious person? But first, after she leaves, the bartender runs out after her and says, Marina told everyone to stay away from her because no one wants a war. Which is like, that's a big statement. Yeah, why would there be a war? Right, why would there? Yeah, anyway. And then he gives her an address of who he says are some real good magicians and not to come back here. Who are yeah, they? Yeah, but he also says they're a few years behind as well. Who are they? I don't know. Hmm. Mysteries on mysteries. Um, back at Break Bills, we jump into like this alternate universe that Penny and Katie live in when they go back to their dorms. Cause like, so Penny is, they're both sitting on the floor. Penny is shirtless, of course. 
Katie is giving him an ink spell tattoo, just like right there. Just yeah, it's that traveling grounding spell. Giving him, yeah. um, and then he's like, "Where'd you learn this?" And she shows him one of her own from high school, and it gives her twenty twenty vision in the dark, which is an amazing tattoo. What I'd get that, Give me one. that one. Oh my god. Give me that now. Give it to everybody. <laughs> I mean, what an edge. Oh my God. It's like a cat. No wonder she can <laughs> steal stuff. <laughs> she could cat burglar, literally. Oh, that's so good. Um, and then he tries to ask her more about like the high school times when she learned about ink spells. And And I'm like, Penny is actually interested in somebody else. Like actually learning about I like about Penny. Them. I yeah. I just, but he would he wouldn't have been like this a few episodes ago. I mean, he was warming yes. up to her. I just True. think we primarily see him through Quentin, who is very often just being like a weird jerk. And then Penny is mm-hmm. also a jerk back. And it's like. They have like opposite polar. Yeah. Or, uh, polar opposite masculinities that are fragile and <laughs> going at each other. Yeah. Or whatever. Um, but anyway, Katie doesn't want to talk about um, her high school. And he's like, well, you never actually want to say anything about your life at all. Mm. And he keeps prodding. And she's like, my mom died young and my dad is embarrassing. He wears Birkenstocks and sells weed. And I don't believe her. Yeah, I was. that's what I was writing down. I said, it feels like she's lying about her life or something or leaving something yeah, out. Yeah, that's such a weird way to sum up your family. So I was just like, mm, mm, I don't know. It all felt convenient. It just, yeah, it seems like something she probably says to people and they're like, oh, haha, okay. But I don't know if Penny believes it either. Um, no. Anyway, Katie's like, does this tattoo shut out the mind slut stuff? And he's like, yeah, but I can still hear that girl in the dungeon, which is like, oh, my God. Could you imagine hearing that, like, constantly somebody yelling out for help? No, I would have to go to Fillory and, like, figure this out. Yeah. Just to make it stop. That's why I would be like, I- I've got to get this girl out of there or something. Especially or because gonna- Quentin knows the castle. So theoretically, he'd be like, okay, like, tell me about this fucking castle. Whose is it? What do I need to know? And even if the information is wrong, like, it's something. Mm-hmm. Or, again, why doesn't anyone go to the administration at Breakbills who are theoretically expert magicians? I don't know. Because you said, like, before, there's only, like, three. <laughs> I mean, maybe they're, <laughs> they're always, always so busy with, like. Because they have plenty of students on that campus. We've seen the campus. That's it's always true. bustling There's with so students. many students. And imagine, like, if and- these five make this much trouble. <laughs> Damn it. I gotta I'm sorry, can we reschedule this office time? I mean, they probably get no sleep. You know? Uh, yeah. Um, he says he hasn't heard anything from the beast, and he hopes that with this tattoo he can lay low. Mm. We'll see. That's right, because the beast was used to be talking to him. Yeah. Um, and then we cut to Julia walking down a creepy dark street at night alone. Again, again. Addiction-based behavior. And she gets to a building with an eviction notice on the door, and she's like, shit, 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 and she starts pacing. We see that woman from the bar followed her. Everything about this is sketch. Like, Yeah. I was like, did she get set up by this woman? Right. And that bartender? But, like, this woman is not a very good, um, like, spy, and Julia, like, hears, or she walks up to Julia, and Julia's like, why are you following me? (laughs) And then... She shows Julia her hedge witch tattoos and she says, I'm just like you. Because they've been struck out too. <gasps> and then bum, bum, bum. magician's opening. The magicians. Um, and we come back on <laughs> Quentin in the physical kid's house alone reading almost certainly a fillery book. We don't see it, but like. What? You know what it is. Yes. When <laughs> it ain't school work. Like he starts hearing squeaks and like noises in the house and he gets up and asks, Is someone being creepy on purpose? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's a good question to also, ask. Also, this is a whole like frat house of people. There would be people all the time. Um 
I know. And he's like walking around and you see like the shadow through the window. Like, yeah, he gets up to investigate and the music gets like very spooky and creepy. And then we see like a hooded shadowy figure run by and Quentin raises his book like in defense, but then he just throws it on the floor. <laughs> Reading will scare them. <laughs> like what? It's like he was like, I'm going to fight. No, I'm not. <laughs> The power of the word. <laughs> and then a masked, robed figure runs at him and screams, secure the sacrifice. And he tries to run, but there's someone behind him. And I swear Quentin goes, oh, no. And then a bag is placed over his head. I swear he <laughs> says, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And then when it's removed, he sees two masked, robed figures. And one has a knife and yells, Oh, Manon, we offer up this virgin, flesh and blood. And then Quentin rolls his eyes and goes, I'm not a virgin. <laughs> I'm not a virgin. God. And then the, the two figures pull up their masks and one of them is Margot. And she goes, of course, huh? Life is full of surprises. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have mean, to honestly, admit to also of- being surprised. You're like really like who? But he probably just did it with like a second cousin at a wedding or something. On Quentin, because I'm sorry, that's all yeah. it is in his emotional state. Oh, there's no way it was a, <laughs> unless unless they were just as bad as him, and it was probably in a damn mental institution. Oh, um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, Margot is. They had a crazy sex. Oh, that just doesn't sound as fun as it should. <laughs> Not crazy good. <laughs> Um, Margot tells him to follow and hurry up and leads him outside. Like they're all outside and a bunch of his classmates are just in these weird like lines outside lined up. There's like like five or six lines and rows of people. Yeah, it's very weird. There's like lit braziers everywhere with fire and then a masked figure like steps up to the front and it's Elliot. Of course, Elliot and Margot were doing this shit. (laughs) You know it. Says, I mean, come on. Hello, first years. It falls upon the upper class to administer what is known simply as the trials. Okay. Yeah, we get some spooky the music. Trials. The trials test yeah. your ability to think and act like a magician. And we still don't really know, like, what is a magician? I feel like we should have gotten that 101 class. Like, what, what is all magic? What is the purpose of magician? Exactly. Everything. What are we learning here? What are we trying to do? But this is the thing. It's that's the thing that has the flaw in here. There should have been an undergrad break bills. Yeah, I don't there should understand. Have been an undergrad program. Or at least like a summer program of like you're coming to break bills. Like what why wasn't there like Frosh Camp? <laughs> some kind of like intro program. Yeah. I just don't understand. Okay. Especially because yeah, then they get them here and they do things like this, where Elliot Elliot is like, if you pass these trials, your journey begins begins we're already fucking at break bills and then if they fail they flunk out of break bills i know because this seems all very fraternity like but it's like but how is this is this apparently this is official because yeah so and they get to judge it this is what's i didn't understand wild so elliot says this is a test engineered to thin out the herd which is like you already did that with the tests yeah. Also, do you have too many people? Like what? And and then he says, "Oh, nut up! This isn't Harvard. It requires actual effort. Burn on Harvard, I guess." <laughs> like I, <laughs> I don't know enough to say. Well, the thing I want to know about the trials is it's like I'm over here thinking, okay, the trials. The way he's talking about it, I was like, this sounds just like Welters. Yeah, it's it's Doesn't almost it? like, like you have to think they're coming up with this like convenient magical thing to center episodes around. In yeah, these... it's kind of like Gossip Girl and every party event they can come up with yeah. for every episode, so they get all the characters together. Yeah, but it's weird world building because it's like, well, no wonder you don't have enough students to populate like all of your classes and people disappear and shit. Like you're just getting rid of people left and right. I mean, and it's mid-semester. Right. So like, what is going on? Is there tuition on? involved, by the way? That's another thing I want to know. Is there tuition involved here? I don't. Is it free? It better be free. <laughs> it's all the shit you got to go through. <laughs> um, and Elliot says, don't complain to the faculty because they're all off on a luxurious retreat 
watching from a distance. And I guess they're like a crystal ball. Or my something. note was, oh, good. School sanctioned hazing and probably murder. <laughs> exactly. This just sounds like free murder weekend. Like what is going on? Or like hassle people you don't like so that they drop out. Like what? What? Yeah. It feels more like the Hunger Games than. What is this? Yeah. Um. So. Then they all get chewed back in the house. Like there was no reason for us to come out here and line up in these weird columns. But okay, um, everyone <laughs> has to give their names. This is I don't. Oh no, Margaret was just being a bitch. I know that's what it was. <laughs> well, no, because Penny also walked up, but then he did a mind thing with the other upperclassmen, and then oh. Quentin or then Alice walks up. Um, but yeah, Margo's being super obnoxious, but like they're going through none of this makes sense. Anyway, Alice has to go to the fish punchers table, which we get no context for. <laughs> Is that some kind of weird like break bills insult? Like they're slang. I mean, shut up, fish puncher. It has to be. I... <laughs> go punch a fish. <laughs> and we find out that everyone has an assigned table and the best. Quentin and Penny are at the same one. And Penny right away is like, do not say a word about Fillory or I'm going to get you kicked out. And Quentin is like, well, then we'd be even. And some poor guy at the table goes, I get it. Why our team name is Horny Chupacabras. <laughs> and Quentin is like offended and confused. And he's like, what? What? I don't even know what a Chupacabra is. And the unnamed guy explains what one is and then says, I can already see we are handicapped by your presence. <laughs> and then Penny starts laughing. I mean, it's funny. Yes, it is. But what an asshole to say something to somebody like that. You've never met this guy before. First of all, how have they never met? They're all in the same class. They're all in the same class. Are they class, not all from the same? Right? That's one thing I was. Okay. So these aren't all physical cottage. No, kids. they're just all first years. Yeah. So. I wonder where all their house people are. You know, their upper class house people. That yeah, were, we really don't. It, it's weird that Elliot and Margo are the ones in charge over all the first years. Isn't that weird? No, to you? it's so weird how little of the world of break bills we get. Like, we don't get yeah. these little like as Quentin walked between classes, or like there's none of these little like interludes. You know, there could be a really cool idea for a show that happens in the same timeline, just on the other side of campus. Oh, yeah. And a group of people going through their own I stuff. I bet they're doing it might not cool be shit, serious. too. Yeah, it could be that. It could be something funny. It could be more comically based. It could be anything. I think that'd be kind of fun. Oh, my God. So, community, but based at break bills. Yeah, That would like be that. fun. Yeah. I'd watch that. Oh, no, it'd be really fun. If they had like a continuing ed thing for like people who come oh, back, oh, that would be fun. For like yeah. night classes, you know what I mean? I like that. Night school, <laughs> break bills, night school. <laughs> that would be good. Yeah. Um. Okay, so, uh, they're all sitting at their tables, and, um. Elliot begins to tell them about a secret society called the Brethren, because, of course, men, that used to encrypt spells to hide them from the church. And each team must decode one of these spells and cast it by 9 a.m. And it's sometime at night. And he says, FYI, this test is pretty much impossible. Then I'm like, what's the point? Well, Penny rolls his eyes again. Because Penny would be, like, the coolest kid in an 80s movie. Like, that's that's who he is. I love him, but, like, dude, you can't be ironic about everything. Yeah. Um, and then Quentin starts. He'd be, what's his face from, I don't know, I just went to, uh, is it Judd yeah. Nelson? Yeah. From, uh, Breakfast yeah, Club. exactly. Yeah. Um, so Quentin starts looking at all the stuff in front of them. And we cut away, and we go to Julia and the lady who followed her, and they're in a diner. And the lady is talking about the old days when they used to trade and travel for spells and how they were all a family. Oh. That seems too flower childy to me. Uh, yeah. And we find 
how old is this woman? <laughs> right? Like, are you talking about the 80s? <laughs> like, how far back are you going, lady? How old um, are you? We find yeah. out she's another hedge witch turned out by Marina, who she says chews people up and spits them out. And I believe it. And I think we were warned about that. You got to take yeah. that shit seriously, Julia. Even Pete was like, just walked her back around Marina. Um, anyway, the lady butters up Julia saying she believes she can do things with the right opportunity. Don't, don't let people bait you like that. No, it's, it's just so clearly, it feels very sus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she says she can feel the magic coming off Julia and she calls her the real thing. She says we can help each other. Here's the thing. If you're the real thing, you don't need her. Right. Important to remember. Um, and Julia is like fully yeah. skeptical too. She's like, uh, whatever. Until the woman shows her a cell phone full of spells. And she's like, where did these come from? And the woman is like, you don't want to know how or where these came from. Yeah. That sounds like back alley. I mean, jobs. we're getting very much into addiction, especially when Julia is like, OK, what do you want? And the woman says, just do some with me. In a way that's just like, just do these drugs with me. Don't let me do them alone, man. And I think Julia wants to be skeptical, but she can't resist seeing real spells that like she hasn't seen before. And so she takes this woman to her auto garage safe house yeah she makes a she makes a safe house well good for her though taking up getting some magical Is real it abandoned? estate her own little lair how Oops, would she have gotten anything i don't know unless so I many mean, holes it's they're so it's so obvious that her family has money i mean she's going to these ivy league schools she has this apartment yeah that, i mean i don't see her but having she a job told her ex that she was an addict so it's not like she could just be like hey fam need more money for this mysterious thing that oh by the way my ex says i'm a drug addict well unless they already owned it then you know what oh. I mean? it could be something she had keys to that they already own sure anyway julia has a safe house and they start doing magic together um but then in short order they've done all the spells Mm-hmm. <clears throat> not analogous to anything at all. Could we not have gotten like a spell montage where they're doing yeah, all the spells? That would have been, been really fun. Because I want to see more of the magic. But I guess it would have been a little too fun for the tone of what was about to happen. Yeah. Hey, you know what? This show can lift me up just to drop me because they do it in the future. That's true. Um, and the woman, whose name we still don't know, even though they've been like hanging out and doing magic all night, she's like, hey, okay. Let's hit the road and find some spells. Like, yeah, I don't understand. She sounds like a hippie, but again, she's like max 40, maybe. So I don't. Mm-hmm. She sounds like an ex groupie. Yeah. I mean, maybe she was. You know? Maybe that's what magic was. Um, I mean, we just don't know enough mm-hmm. about the world. Like, we don't know who's big except for Marina. And Marina might be small potatoes. Like, we don't know. But anyway, speaking of, Julia's like, no. You know, who has a bunch of spells, Marina, who now has all of her break mm. bills memories, and she's a hedge witch supreme. No, no. And while bad that idea. bad no idea Julia. is forming, we jump back to our break bills teams. Sunlight is streaming in the window, and the unnamed guy at the table, who still hasn't been named, says, we're screwed. And asks how much time is left. And Quentin is like, who knows how to read an hourglass? Are you not being taught basics here? That seems like it would be a basic. Intro to magic. Here's how to use the different tools. Like. Yeah, I would be starting with like basic human (laughs) knowledge of or quote supernatural gifts like clairvoyance, tarot. You know, you would start there where you already have principal understanding of, oh, this is what this is supposed to do. And now you can show how to do it. And then you would move on to actual applications of basic things. Think. And then you would. But no, this is there. That's why I'm like, they're in graduate school. So it's like they're supposed to already know a lot of stuff. Yeah, but we don't even know. I mean, you know, Quentin got his bachelor's in something stupid that he doesn't even like because he hates everything. A philosophy, wasn't oh, it? Oh, right. So why would he have any grounding for this stuff? Mm. Anyway, um, Quentin is like, this is impossible. And Penny is like, 
he said it was practically impossible. And Quentin is getting really prickly because he's like, so what? Only geniuses can be magicians? And like, maybe. Right? Like, that's not... Possibly. He says it as if like, ugh, that would not happen. And it's like, maybe. We We don't know. We don't know. But it is weird how Penny's like oddly optimistic about this yeah um i and i like the direction this goes when quentin is like we need to cheat and penny's like yeah and the unnamed unnamed guy's like no (laughs) and quentin says supply closet five (laughs) minutes i've got a plan and penny looks really excited (laughs) i think he just likes i know breaking rules whenever he can and he's like but the fact that he's like actually into doing what what an idea that Quentin came up with. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, his time at Breakbills is also on the line. Like, if they yeah, don't solve true. this, they're both out. Um, so speaking of questionable plans in the works, Julia and this woman are scoping out the wards around Marina's magic hideout. They look like freaking spider webs. Yeah, the wards are really cool. I like how they how they did that graphic. Um mm-hmm. and the woman says, What do you think would happen if we just ran in there and grabbed the filing cabinet? And Julia just scoffs and like, I don't think she understands how dangerously unhinged this woman is to even say that. <laughs> like when someone says something like that, you know, they're like desperate for a thing. Yeah. Like, what if we just like mm-hmm. stabbed Caesar? <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but Julia starts planning instead a cross dimensional heist. Because Julia's really cool. Um, And she says they need someone on the inside, but she doesn't have anybody on the inside because she's burned every fucking bridge ever. I know. And okay, so here's the thing I have a question about. So you're talking about she's trying to get around the wards, right? And so, all right, wards in general, as far as like this Mm -hmm. situation around this place, are they just there against people in general or magic people, or is it, you know what yeah, I'm saying? I assume is it, is it to keep it, people who are magical out or their spells out or what is their, what I is mean, there we for? don't really get an explanation, but I, I assume it's like break bills where you can't just walk onto campus. Like I would assume, mm-hmm. like I'm trying to remember back when, even when Pete took Julia, I think he knocked and someone let her in. So, like, mm-hmm. I think they have physical security, but then, yeah, I would assume they're blocking out magical people or some kind of alert of, like, magical people are entering or something like that. Yeah, it might render their magic useless until they're, like... On the list. Like, yeah. magically hand-stamped, kind of, you know what I mean? Like, they're yeah. checked out. So, I don't know, but... The, anyway, the, it makes it so, like, they can't just walk in and steal stuff because... Even if they could be invisible, they would, like, ping a ward or something. Right. Um Yeah. And tripping a wire. Yeah. A ward wire, basically. Uh, and I think that, you know, Julia's like, yeah, I got this plan, this interdimensional thing. And I'm like, I think you're underestimating how much Marina would want to protect her shit. <laughs> I mean, I think Julia keeps underestimating Marina. And I think we're all going to keep watching her get slapped while Julia like, learns nope, this world. Nope. Like, yeah, because she has to learn it and she is somewhat choosing to learn it painfully by just like being this aggressive, Mm -hmm. confrontational, pushing up against everything, even though she doesn't know what she doesn't know yet. I don't know. know It's the same as Quentin. It's just he has a couple more people and some more protections on his side. But, you know, if he could hop over to Fillory, he'd already be there and he would have been stabbed by someone. (laughs) <laughs> like, oh hell yeah or eaten it's by not like he's protecting or, himself you know, better it's just julia has really yeah. gone for it <laughs> and she is in all kinds of danger um but the woman says she knows someone on the inside and we're like mm-hmm, hmm. but hmm. before we find out penny and quentin meet in the supply closet and i bet there are fanfics about that um but quentin is like okay here's my plan Read Alice's mind. Ah. Which made me okay. laugh so, so hard because I was like, Quentin, that's your plan. Just copy off Alice. 
I mean, really, it's not a bad plan. They're going to cheat. That's what you do. You copy somebody's answer. <laughs> you know? uh, and Penny is like, no, because unlike you, Alice's mind is airtight. But it gives Penny an idea, an even simpler idea than reading Alice's mind. And so, okay, Quentin goes back to the table and he like looks around squirrely like he's obviously about to do some crimes. <laughs> He's not being very, not you know, very discreet um, at all. While no. Penny astral projects to just behind Alice and he reads her literal test over her shoulder. I love how she's like looking she around. She knows somebody's there. Because he's like standing there. He's, he's right, right there. right there on her, like right at her back. Um, and we don't know if it was right or not until Elliot is there to check their work. And... Penny is, like, short-tempered, and Quentin is so anxious, he's, like, sitting up on the chair, like, all bundled up on it. <laughs> it's like, let's not tell anybody with our physical, you know, positions or anything about what's going on with us. Let's just go ahead You would never do a all. heist with Quentin. Um, and the unnamed guy <laughs> hasn't said anything for hours. Like, he's just there. Um, and then Elliot lights whatever they have, like, in that bowl, and it glows a flame, and he says perfect execution well done but i know you cheated and we're like and then he says and the two of you are moving on and penny is like two what about and he turns around and the unnamed guy is already gone gone where we don't know they they blipped him right on out yeah he he's disappeared and elliot says thinning the herd and you're like, oh, God, break bills. Is it? Is it any more civilized than what's going on with Julia? <laughs> I mean, really, they're not very, they're very elitist and very, you are with us or against us. Yeah, they of, really you know. get rid of people. Um, so Julia and the woman are at the diner and they're about to meet this someone on the inside. And the woman is explaining that this someone isn't like a hedge witch exactly. And they have some history. And then, mind blower, it's Boom. Julia and she's this woman's daughter. You mean Katie. Katie. <laughs> it's you I'm meeting. <laughs> oh, my God. If there was, like, another Julia. Who just shows up, you're like, wait, Julia too? No. <laughs> that could happen on this show. But, no, it's Katie. And she is this unnamed woman's daughter. She is not happy to be here. No. She's like, oh, fuck, mom. And I'm like, oh, Mom. Oh, and she's like, what do you want? And Aram is like, no, I want to give you something, an opportunity. And you're like, oh, God, because that's what Ponzi schemers say. Where's your brochure? <laughs> yeah. She's like, Julia and I are going to start our own house safe from Marina. And Katie is like, you're insane and you can't beat Marina. So like katie even knows more about like marina and what she's up against Mm -hmm. and julia like passes katie a note across the table and it's a protection charm that can render a whole house invisible and katie is like y'all are still dumb marina will never let me go and you're an idiot do you want to know what happened to my dumb shit mom let me tell you Mm-hmm. Like that's the whole vibe. <laughs> She's really just like, don't listen to this bitch. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we finally learned that this woman's name is Hannah, Katie's mom. Mm-hmm. And Katie says Marina didn't betray Hannah. She cleaned up her mess. Hannah wanted to pull a heist. Something happened, and two people died. And this is why Katie steals things from Marina. She's it's basically indentured servitude. Oh. And she says, don't call me again. And she goes to take the charm. And Julia is like, no, we need that. And Hannah is like, Katie needs it. Whatever, fine. Katie ends up taking it. And we assume that's going to come back later. Yeah, it feels a little too like, oh, just let her take it. Like, why would you do that? It just happens to be in her pocket. Um, But then once Katie is gone, Julia goes, you sold your daughter to Marina? And Hannah is like, it's not black and white. Like, there's more to it. And Julia is finally like, I think I'm out. He's like, I need to get the fuck away from you. (laughs) And then Hannah goes full crazy eyes. And she's like, oh, no, you're not cutting me off. And she, like, grabs Julia. And you're like, I see it. 
Yeah, you're like, oh. Um, and Julia's like, I'll share everything I find, but I need to do this alone. And I do not trust Hannah and whatever's going to happen after this. I know. And you're just like, dude, just. I don't like it. I don't like it. No. Because when, I mean, regardless of like goodness, morality, ethics, when you need a fix, you're going to do what you need to do to get your fix. And so Truth. Hannah is not safe. No, and once you, you know, and it's it's sad because when you meet these type of people, everybody's met somebody at some point in their life. It's kind of like, I need to get away from them. And sometimes they just won't let you get away from them. They'll just keep bugging yeah, you. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about bugging. here for, for Julia is like, yeah. this woman followed you. She sought you out. Like, oh, she's really selling hard. Oh, you got to watch out. But yeah. okay. We jump and we see Katie dumping out a bag of presumably like stolen magic stuff for mm -hmm. Marina to inspect. And Marina is like, what about Professor March's research? So there is another professor. No, we met Professor March. He's the Asian guy. Oh, damn. Okay. Yeah, we've met him. And Katie says she tried, but he won't take on first year assistance. And Marina is like, a hot young thing like you, you'll figure it out. That's exactly how she says it. And Katie is like, ugh, 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 and leaves. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm not whoring myself out. And we're back at the physical kid's house, and I thought the trials were over, and I was like, well, that was fast, because there's, like, a party going on. Quentin is, of course, because there's a party going on, alone in a room. Why not? Why not? Lying in bed, being a sad puppy. When Margot comes in with two bottles of champagne and is saying some, I think, a quote from a Fillory book. Yeah, she makes it sexual at the end, though, of course. I mean, she's Margot. And Quentin is, like, unenthused. He just kind of <laughs> lies there, and he's like, Fillory is real. She's like, no, it's not. And he's like, no, it's really, really real. And she's like, oh, my God, I loved those books. And he's like, you did? <laughs> I know it's totally like that is a major character development for Margot right there and just saying that she loved the, she was quoting Fillory right then right but when she it, but it in. wasn't character development it was more just like how many fucking people at Breakbills read those books you dumb shit like the idea <laughs> that he's the only person who's in love with magic stories well he's obsessed with it they liked it as a kid but he's obsessed with it and like has reread them and reread them and reread them. I know them that's his ego though, because he doesn't know that that wasn't Margot. He just assumes that it's not. It's probably you know what I would think. Okay, in my my own personal, if I were creating the character, if I were playing Quentin, and I because sometimes you have to kind of fill in the blanks a little bit of yourself based on what you know so far, and you know, and so I would think. That since he felt so alone before break build, before learning about magic, it's probably and he was so into into fillery that there were a lot of people around him who were not into it or didn't know about it or or pretended they didn't know about it or you know what I mean? And so now he's getting to a place where it's kind of common for everybody who have read these books, you know, or know about them. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe. I was just filling in differently that like I bet Quentin was that kid, but I've met people like this who then when I ask, like, what book clubs did you join? They didn't try joining any. Or, like, how did they try to find people who read the books? They didn't try to find people who read the book. Mm -hmm. Like, sometimes it's just that there is um, uh, it's like this paradigm of ego where, like, you feel so alone in the world that you t feel a specialness in your weirdness. Yeah, it's almost like you are the the quote the quote chosen one, and it will find you. Yeah, I feel like maybe he's got some of that. Where, like, we just know Quentin hasn't gone that much outside his interior yet. Still, no, he has not been very open open to receive other people's relationships yeah, amongst like, other people that weren't just the people he's grown up with. Right. Um. And anyway, Quentin is like, well. Fillory is nothing like the story anyway. And he's like spiraling because we're like, you don't even know that yet. Like you were going, you were making some big leaps, buddy. And he's like, well, it seems like the beast might be from Fillory. And Margot is like, 
what the fuck? That's way out of tone for the book. And then they have like a nerd <laughs> moment about Frillery, which I is nice. That. She was like, but she said it so calmly. She yeah. goes, Jesus, that is not totally consistent with the books. <laughs> she's so calm when she says things that it's hilarious because she could be freaking out and she's just talking like this the entire time. I just, I, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like. So we had some moments of vulnerability with Elliot. We haven't really had any with Margot yet, but we can tell they're like of a kind. They're both mm-hmm. kind of fucked up and they use like humor and this kind of like behavior to mask something. Mm-hmm. Um, but so Margot is appropriately shocked about Fillory, but then she's like, hey, you're literally torturing yourself over a fairy tale, though, because like regardless of what Fillory is or is not like these are books. Mm-hmm. So you need to like drink, party, bang. <laughs> you don't need to be obsessing over this right now. We're having party. We're having fun. You got through right. your first trial. Yeah. And he's like, <sighs> fine, hand me a drink. <sighs> yeah. And yeah, he drinks out of the champagne bottle and she's like giggling a lot in a way that's like, what's going on? Why are you so happy? <laughs> um, and then he like tries to stand up and go to the party, and then he passes out and manages to say, Margot, did you roofie me? And she just smiles. <laughs> and we're like, oh, d- Brickfields is a dangerous place. Like, again, no wonder they lose so many people. Yeah. You must graduate so with like two leave. other people. Right. <laughs> I'm Maybe done. they do. We don't know yet. Maybe that is there third like year a class secondary, left. Like this is like apparently Breakbills is like the Ivy League of colleges for magic. There's got to be other colleges. Maybe there's like state schools or something. Right. Maybe know. they're safer. <laughs> <laughs> Publicly acceptable. Um, and this is where we find out the trials aren't over. Only the first trial was over, but they had a party. Makes sense. Okay. Um. So Quentin wakes up on the ground outside alone by a stream. And he tries to do some magic. But nothing happens. And we pan over to Elliot, who is sitting at a white linen tablecloth table with, like, fancy sandwiches and candles. He looks like freaking Liberace. In the middle of the trees, like, just outside, sitting at this fancy table. And he's like, oh, you can't do magic here. You know Mickey magic here. Yeah. <laughs> and then he says, I require one fish. And he's like, that one. <laughs> Like, which one was he pointing at? And then he goes, and hurry, because I'm literally losing the will to live. <laughs> and Quentin is like, the fuck? And he finds a bow and arrow with just one arrow, and he tries to shoot a fish in water. Come on. That's the only thing he's been given as a tool. So he's like, okay. And he's alone, and he's just like, Elliot. And then we cut to Katie, who's riding through the forest with a butterfly net. While Alice is tying some kind of rope thing to trees. And it's, uh, what the hell? I anyway. don't know what it is. And then we see like a beautiful white horse running through the forest. Well, what was confusing to me was like, so Katie was doing these trials yesterday. So how did she have time to go see her mom and Julia? You know what I mean? Like, how did she get there and back without anybody noticing? The time turner. The time turner. Or she does that damn portal spell or something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's so... I I think one thing we're getting from this episode is that everyone is really underestimating Katie. Yeah. She's got a lot. She's doing a lot. Yeah, she knows a lot. She's got a lot on her plate. She knows a lot, and she's done a lot of magic for real. Interestingly, very much like Alice, but everybody knows about Alice, and nobody knows about Katie. Mm Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Um... And then we see Margot, who is, again, she's sitting at another fancy table with candles and <laughs> tiny sandwiches, and she tells Penny to bring her that pretty white horse. And Penny is like, nah. <laughs> and she's like, really? <laughs> Even with this? And it's an axe. And he's like, no. <laughs> I love how she's like, I want to get my Catherine the Great on. <laughs> oh, I hated that. She said, Google, it's hilarious. Yeah, it's not hilarious. It's also not true at all. Like, it was just, like, slander against a woman. I know. Historically. Um, And then she's like, I'm seeing your future. Gay porn. (laughs) And it's just like, what is going on in this episode at all? I don't understand. Why did that? That scared him, apparently, because he went after that damn axe. He didn't want to do gay porn. 
oh, and then so we cut back Julia alone in her auto shop of magic, and she's doing some kind of spell. And we can tell it's cool because rock music is like jamming out, and the sigil <laughs> on the floor below her starts to light up. Then, oh, human, damn human. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell it's like hardcore magic. Um, yeah. But then Hannah bursts in and is like, stop it. And it breaks her concentration. And she's like, you're going to blow yourself up. Julia should listen to people. I mean, even the the, the magic expert druggie here. <laughs> yeah. And Julia is like, get out. And she doesn't. And she's like, Julia, we're alike. Oh, just none of this. It's just Julia. Anyway, she's like, if you do this spell alone, you're going to get hurt. Like, we can help each other out. Let me do this with you. Right. (sighs) 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 Julia. (laughs) I mean, that whole situation. She really just, I mean, I like where her story finally ends up later on. But, like, this whole getting there is like, oh, Julia. (laughs) Oh, and in the second book, this takes so long the the finding yes. magic looking for magic seeking people out um it she goes through like a real trial i can't remember and it how sounds much like it'd be very boring through. but it's not yeah it's, it, it's actually well. it's done well we see way more of the little magical world mm-hmm. um but anyway in the show penny runs through the woods with his axe and katie runs by with her net and he's like hey what are you doing and she's like go away go away He's like, what are you doing? And she's like, go away. And then she hits him right in the nose, but by accident. And so she realizes that she just like punched him in the face. And she's like, (laughs) oh, God, sorry. (laughs) You know, she's freaking out about the trials and then possibly getting kicked out. And then because she needs to stay there because she's got to work for Marina. And right. I thought she was going to confess to him, but she didn't. She was just like, I can't get kicked out. I have to stay here. Um, and she just cries and he holds her until he notices the net. And he's like, what are you supposed to get with that net? And she says a pheasant and he's like, I'm chasing a horse. And he's like, we should find the others, <laughs> which like Penny is smart. You know what? They gave us really stupid tools for this. So maybe just maybe they gave us each other's tools. Yeah. And so they get Alice and then they find Quentin. And then we cut to Penny explaining how it's not about magic. It's about communicating. And how they can each use each other's tools more effectively if la, they la, trade. La, 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 la. Which la, is la, such a good lesson to learn. But I question why it's taught through the trials and not school. <laughs> why are you forcing people into this and then also making them almost have a heart attack because they can't, they don't know they're going to get to stay. But like also, why is this like an LSD trip when you could just be like, hey, everyone, work together to solve problems. Here are some problems. I just right. don't understand anyway. There's a lot of this and it's like it's apparently you've got to figure it all everything out. For Why yourself. is there even I a school? I guess that's really like the real world. Why is there even I a know. school? They cuz it's almost like it's not even a school, it's almost like it's a a simulation chamber for them to like figure oh. out. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not the worst idea. Um Which I guess it's kind of in a way training, but you know. Yeah, whatever. it's just different than what we expect out of a school. Um and we find out that Quentin went to junior cowboy camp. <laughs> That's kind of adorable. I mean, it is, but he says he hated it because, of course, he did. Yeah, of course, he did. Um, so Katie takes the axe and fells a tree because she is like a strong, independent woman. You know what I was doing? I was like, you know what? Okay, so here's what I, my plan of our Katie. Because, you know, because you could see her. She's really wailing into that tree. Yeah. Like, bam. Like, that's so much energy. You're, you know, so I would get to a certain point and then I would do my little battle magic tut and just poof, oh. hit it with that blast and just knock the thing over. That would be smart. But anyway, she does it. Um, Elliot and Margo are back at their fancy table with their tiny sandwiches and they're dressed like royals and they clap for everybody. It's very condescending. Um, and then they start making more demands. They're like, cook the salmon and build the fire <laughs> and blow the horse. And everyone is like, Ugh. and then they're like, ha, 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 just kidding. And then they zap everyone back to break bills. <laughs> what I love is at the end of this scene, when they all walk off, they're like, did you see Quentin's face? They're like, yeah, yeah. Oh, fine. I'll, I guess I'll blow the horse, but I'm not going first. <laughs> <laughs> Which is absolutely what Quentin's vibe would be. He totally like, okay. <laughs> um, and then I thought Margo was finally like teaching them something, but then no, it's just another trial. 
Um, she says, Breakbills teaches them to be arch and ironic about magic, but it's also very serious. And Elliot says, with this child, they have to be fully vulnerable with another magical adept, as in they have to bear their utmost truth before midnight to someone else. And while they consider this, Hannah and Julia are in the auto shop doing a spell. A heist spell? Maybe. Um, and it starts to work, and the wind picks up, and things start happening in Marina's magical hideout. Like, the mm. filing cabinets start shaking, and the lights are flickering, and it seems clear they're trying to, like, transport the entire filing cabinet out of Marina's hangout, and they yeah. do, and it lands in the middle of their circle in the auto shop. Yeah. Like, this is like, huge. Um, I'm just the first thing I'm thinking is like Marina knows oh she my knows God. right away who did this she I knows. would be worried there'd be like when you pull it open it like shoots you um, but anyway before we get to see inside we're back at break bills and the gang is reading the instructions for this magical inner truth exchange and Alice says this is real we can't trick or cheat at this one mm. and I mm. okay so outside literally just like outside of a building penny and katie are just naked and painting each other just outside of a building at night i mean they're both hot i mean they're both very lucky (laughs) at this moment in time yeah um and we cut i mean if i was a straight guy i'd be all over katie oh they're both extremely (laughs) attractive um oh my god so Back in the auto shop. At this point, we're doing a lot of cuts back and forth. So we're in the auto shop. Hannah inspects the filing cabinet with little special glasses and says, it's all clear and they're good to go, which I would not trust and I would not touch it first. But Julia opens one of the drawers and pulls out papers and they're all blank. Uh, Except for one that says, nice try. And Hannah. That's the one that Hannah's holding. Looks yeah. up in Oof. horror appropriately. And she begins bleeding out of the holes of her face. And she says, run to Julia, who doesn't. I I need to say, like, (sighs) Julia doesn't run. Hannah keeps bleeding and starts, like, seizing and collapsing. And she's like, run. Marina is coming. Oh, my God. And it's like her head implodes or something. Yeah, like her whole body, like implodes and explodes and it's really really blood is coming out of everything and oh my god and marina i mean i'm sorry that's evil as fuck to do don't steal the queen i mean i mean i get it but i agree it's an awful way to to go like you could do something less than that um julia calls 911 but can see that like hannah has died and julia finally leaves Um, and then back at break bills, that was a weird interjection between like sex scenes, but Alice and Quentin <laughs> are on the roof getting ready to be vulnerable. Like they're literally on the roof of one of the buildings. There would just be like naked students all over campus doing this. Um, I know in like random places, but apparently they had to be outside. So they're like taking shots and Alice shares that she lost her virginity with like all of her clothes on. And you're like. Oh, oh, Alice. Oh. But it's not surprising oh. either. <laughs> yeah, but it's like something is not right. Oh, poor girl. Um, yeah. Anyway, they start stripping down and it's that's like fun synthy music because this show really likes them as a couple. Like already yeah. this early in, you can tell the show is like pushing them together. Um, and they paint each other because that's part of it too is like sexy body painting and also hand binding because this is like a grad program sex ritual <laughs> it's the weirdest shit you're like so why do they have to get naked i don't understand weird um also what if you don't have an opposite sex person that is simultaneously interested in you and you are interested in that you could go like think about the random pairings where they're like i guess you're my partner and it's like what's what your they name had an odd number of students <laughs> There's Would like there have a to be threesome? a thruple at some point? Yeah. Uh, yeah, this doesn't really work or out. Or somebody two-timing somebody. Or, or two or, people know. who like just don't like each other, and they're like, so I guess we have to do this to pass. <laughs> <laughs> um, Quentin shares that he's been institutionalized more than once and says maybe we shouldn't drink, and Alice is like, maybe we should drink more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn, Alice. Um, 
So we cut back and Katie, I think, asked Penny's name and he says William and he's like, ask something harder if you want to get anywhere. <laughs> Be still my heart. Um, oh, my God. And <laughs> at the same time, like I said, I'm a gay man. I like it. I was really noticing Katie's boobs. And I mean, you can't even only, only see the tops of them, but they're like, damn, those are big. <laughs> did not notice. Um, I totally did. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I hope she doesn't have back problems or anything because, wow. Wow. Yeah, I didn't. Can't say I've noticed. Um, he says, ask me why I'm nice to you. And she's like, yeah, you are nice. And he's like, yeah, ask me why. Like, he's just asking me why. Um, and then he's like, I'm scared. How about you just tell her? <laughs> I mean. um, and he's like, I'm scared to tell you this because it's true. I'm falling in love with you. And the ropes around his hands come loose. And that means it's really true. It's his personal truth, y'all. And Katie gets up and she tries to leave, but she can't leave. And she's like, I'm a liar. And she only flirted with him because he looked useful. He's been helping her steal this whole time. And it's all been a lie. And then her ropes come loose, too. And Penny finds out she was telling the truth. Aww. And then something starts happening to Penny's body. Um, but we don't get to see what it is. <laughs> we don't because Alice and Quentin are counting down to midnight and she's like, well, I didn't see this coming. We assume they failed. Like they never opened up. Um, she, I know, but I didn't hear like 12 chimes. I didn't either, but clock. I also didn't count. Um, I thought it was like two. <laughs> maybe they super failed. Um, <laughs> um, really? But yeah. She says she knows she's unpopular and she holds back because she knows how much more unpopular she'd be. She doesn't know what she's actually capable of because she really just wants to be normal and her ropes oh. come loose. I don't know. I this think is kind of sad. Like they're all their confessions like, oh, this is really I sad. I know, but I also think Alice and Katie could be really good friends potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Quentin starts talking about Julia, who accused him of running from things and how he runs and he finds secret doors and how he's in this amazing place and he's still running from himself, which is not a thing thing i thought quentin would be ready to admit i know and he hates himself basically yeah and then he apologizes for saying that and says he's drunk which is like no that's not what being vulnerable is quentin you just like sit with it but anyway he says alice your ropes are gone and she's like so are yours and then something starts happening to quentin's body and he falls off the roof and then we see a goose is it a goose huh? Fly yeah. up into the night. What the fuck? And then there's a whole flock a whole f- of geese yeah. taking off into the night. What just happened? Honk, away. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot about this geese thing. Totally forgot about it. I knew it was coming, but I didn't know when. And I just totally just poof, right out of my head. I remember the first time I saw it being like, what the what? fuck? just happened and still same reaction this time i was like what now i thought they were all gonna bone <laughs> then's boning energy <laughs> i mean you get them all like naked body painted roped up and drunk <laughs> unpacking all their inner truths right. and becoming Everybody more sexually attracted to each like, other have yeah. sex before doing anything else God, but yeah, there was so much to unpack in this episode. So oh my God, much, so many like emotional confessions. The way Hannah died, Mar- uh, Marina is just—I love the mythology of Marina. It's great. I, I, I mean, she just, but you still want to see her getting taken down at the same time. I mean, you know I kind of I mean? like, don't like. She's a boss, and like break bills kicked her out and like fried her memory who knows what that did to her losing like years i get that i get it but at the same time like killing people because you want power and magic it's like that's a little too much to me i can't be sympathetic with that type of person she hasn't killed anyone for power or magic though well she kept people from taking her stuff she killed hannah you know yeah but that uh, I it's, wouldn't put that in the same. It's not the same, the same like, as self-defense. If someone anything, steals you know? from you, yeah, I'm just saying it's much more gray. If like someone steals your memories that you just got back, you're gonna be pretty mad. Well, I don't think it. I don't know if it's for memories as much as 
because she stole other stuff other than what her memories were. She told she took other things too, apparently. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, if somebody steals something right out of your home, you're really going to be like, well, we should wait and let uh, regular processes take their course. Well. <laughs> I wouldn't have been as harsh as to kill someone. I would have done something else, like blind them so they can't read the damn Well, we don't know spells. what the spell was. Right. Like, we don't know. I mean, just anything, you know, anything that would, it would cause them not to be able to do the spells or read them or something like that. I mean, that. maybe that was the intention. The whole thing was, like, they didn't get the spells in the first place anyway because it was all blank. But we don't so know. So the fact that they didn't actually get them. But we don't know the intention of, like, whatever happened to Hannah. That's what I mean. What do you mean? Like, maybe it was a spell that went wrong because it's outside of Marina's, like, wards. Oh, so maybe it just accidentally killed Yeah. Her. And it was supposed to just do something like else. Yeah, who her. knows? Like, once you take something out of, like, who knows? Maybe there were wards around it in the, like, hideout. That's who true. Knows? Maybe she's never used it before and never n- didn't yeah, know. Yeah, maybe no one had ever, like, stolen anything from her, so she set it up. Somehow I'm doubting that it was an accident. <laughs> You know what That's I mean? not really like fair, Marina. though. Like, we haven't seen Marina do. She has been very much, like, don't cross me. And I'm which is do very this. fair. And she's been very unforgiving for Julia, especially. Like, I'm going to take out everything and shun you just because you helped somebody in the middle of our Yeah, thing. but now she's stealing. So maybe Marina had the right feeling about Julia. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think she was threatened by Julia because, like Hannah said, Maybe Julia is just innately powerful. I mean, she just hasn't figured I agree out with that. To... I think Julia is like very adept at magic. Um, yeah. But yeah, mysteries abound. More questions. Exactly. What do you think, rewatchers, or even first time watchers? What do you think? Do you think, um, why did Quentin and the others turn into geese and fly yeah, away? What the fuck? Why did that happen? Is this you a know, trial? Is Marina going to try to kill Julia? We don't know. Maybe. We'll Maybe they'll around. become best frenemies. Where the hell did Dean Fogg and the other faculty go on vacation? I want to know. Where is the rest of the faculty the rest of the time? Where is everybody? <laughs> exactly. Let us know. Give us some comments. Hook, us, hook up us on, on social media. You can find Orlean at Spooky Orlean on Twitter and Instagram. It's in the show notes. The Rewatch Recap was brought to you by me, Dustin Holden. You can find the show on Instagram at The Rewatch Recap, or you can find me on TikTok at Dustin underscore Holden. Find me there for my weird-ass sense of humor, amongst other silly things related to my other show, Dustin Can Read and Watch. Speaking of which, my email is the same as the other show. You can reach me at DustinCanReadPod at gmail.com. And thank you for listening, everyone. We can't wait to see where the crew flocks to next time. (laughs) A little goose joke, you know. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Honk.